We have Jennifer Steelman here, and she's going to be presenting at our next meetup, talk about Kanban. And I want to give a chance to just do an interview with Jennifer. I've known her for, I guess, a couple of years now since COVID, because we were doing IC Agile expert coaching um, cohort, right? And that yeah. started just before COVID. And we were like, what do we do? So, Jennifer, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and uh, what you do? Thank you, Greg. Yes, that was it. Was right before COVID, and and the 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 whole the program got kind of derailed and put on hold for a minute, and then we picked it back up. Um, so yeah, um, I am an agile coach and Kanban trainer. I also train a few a couple of IC agile classes. Um, been in the agile space for what seven years, eight years maybe. Um, and worked with a few different teams, a few different organizations, um, in Scrum and Kanban and, uh, whatever frameworks the, the organizations I was at was, uh, was using at the time. Yeah. So, um, and you, and you talked about your experience as an agile coach and now you're a teacher at Kanban. Um, how did you find your way being an IC agile expert, agile coach? I love that. I see agile expert, agile coach <laughs> and your journey. You got through that process. What made you go that path? Well, Greg, I, I love learning. <laughs> I'm kind of a nerd there. <laughs> kind of, kind of a, um, I've always loved reading and I like to, when I learn, um, uh, kind of get interested in something, I, I tend to dive in and that's what I've, I've done. So my first, um, one of my first classes, early on as a scrum master was um, the one of um, the IC Agile um, coaching Agile teams course. And that was, um, I'd say a game changer for me. And so um, through it, the person who kind of introduced me to it um, also had shared that there had been a cohort program um, or some sort of longer program. And then it, it had kind of, um, was had gotten hard to find for a while. I think the the organization who did it, they weren't um, they weren't offering it any longer, and so it kind of had fallen off my radar. And then I saw um, that uh, Team Catapult, which is where I know you from, right? Uh, the course that we took together, Marsha um, Acker, right? Yeah, with Marsha Acker, it was um, was offering it, and um, and so yeah, I signed up for it and. It's my chance to to dig deeper in. So how did um, how did you go from that to Kanban? Were you in Scrum first, and then go in the Kanban? Were you always in the Kanban? Yeah, so I was in Scrum first, yes, and um, same organization as uh, so at the same organization I was at when I joined the cohort. One of the teams was changing into. Um, Kind of a different a different type of work that they were taking and so collectively um a few of us got together and decided that it might be a, a good opportunity to try kanban however i didn't know that much about it so i um i dug into learning about it and okay. then and then fast forward through the um and, and got to practice it with the team and then fast forward um, past uh, the cohort, um, past the, the Agile Coaching cohort, um, I 
had run across a, um, for lack of better words, I'll call it an advertisement, but kind of an advertisement about Pro Kanban starting up and looking for trainers and thought, you know, I've been working with an Agile team for about a year now. So that sounds, sounds interesting. I've just gone through this big kind of cohort program um, where I learned more about the difference between um, the different stances in the coaching role mm-hmm. of, of coach, mentor, trainer, facilitator. And um, it's kind of looking at what I wanted to do, you know, not immediately, but like longer term down the road, you know, Um, and thought, yeah, this seems like a good opportunity to look into the training and um, get stronger at Kanban as well. So I reached out and signed up. (laughs) Story is what it goes in the future. And there it is. Right. So jumping off the Kanban, we're going to jump back onto it in a second here. But I wanted to ask you, you know, everyone has these good days and bad days at work. Is there anything you do to overcome those those bad days, the tough days you have in the office? Um, let's see. I'd say a combination of things, but a lot of, um, so, um, a combination of things. One, uh, stepping away, um, taking the dogs outside. There you go. Um, you know, if it's summertime gardening this time of year, I'm thinking about gardening. So, um, you know, stepping out into nature for a few minutes, um, that is, um, very helpful. Um, and then the other, so oftentimes, uh, if I find myself, um, either getting, I don't know, too much in my head on something, dwelling on it or, um, or the other, which is probably more common for me, is just getting um, getting to that point where I notice that I'm trying to keep track of several things. Right. Um, so the one where I'm trying to keep track of several things, um, just remembering to put it on my Kanban board. So I have my a personal Kanban board. You can kind of see it in the blurred background here, but yeah. um, my, my Kanban, uh, yeah, my board of just kind of those things that run through my head of the things I can't lose track of. You know, it was a long time ago before I learned Agile, you know, knew anything about Agile or knew anything about Kanban. I was a, a list maker. <laughs> and yeah. so, um, you know, instead of checking out those things on the list, now I've kind of moved on to putting them in a Kanban board and keeping track of them that way. And that way it keeps keeps me from needing to um, try to remember everything. Yeah. You know, you have can focus on that that thing that you're really needing to focus on. I can focus on whatever I'm needing to really focus on at the time, and those other things will be there when I'm done with that. Hmm. Um, it just dawned to me when I was when I asked that question because I wasn't thinking about it, and then I said, "Ooh, that's why I created this Slack chat channel too." It's hmm. and when you get stuck and I got an issue, I got a conflict, I got two people who are, are like doing something or they're arguing. And I and one of the things I like to do is talk to other agile coaches. I think we did a lot during our, our cohort discussions, and that kind of made me create that uh, Slack channel that I talk about on my show, where it's just a place for you to talk about issues going on. And any my favorite one is the achievements. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, they finally did this! I'm so happy, you know. So, so you ever you ever talk and vent with like other agile coaches and? scrum masters about life as an agile coach i do 
I, I think we've done that, Greg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, other people in our cohort. And uh, I have a, a fairly regular um, previous coworker that I worked with. Uh, we meet fairly regularly. I oh, mean, she's not, not saying she's regular, but we meet fairly regularly. Um, that uh, um, it's kind of the um, basis of that conversation. It's our yeah. our chance to get together and and work through any coaching topics. That yeah, I think that's key. My only problem is some people think about when I when I say this is this, they think well. Oh my God, he's going to talk about this to the person. I'm like, no, I'm just venting a little bit and getting that off my, you know, my chest and figuring out what's going on and off my mind and that, and just talking it out calms you down, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, gets you to the next phase. So with that, why Kanban and what's your favorite part of it? Why Kanban? Um... I think it's versatility. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mentioned that I can just put, you know, kind of those those things that I need to to do. I can put them on my, you know, as my personal Kanban right. so that I don't lose track of them mm -hmm. and can get through them. But as a team, um, it it doesn't necessarily. It, it, there's 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 steps that you need to go through to there's certain aspects to do Kanban well. Um, and, and, and to tell you the truth, the board on my wall doesn't necessarily qualify for that. Um, I heard that. I heard the term of proto Kanban or something. Someone gave me one day. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, uh, but I, but I do try to, I try to practice good call Kanban yeah. on my personal. Um, but it, it's maybe something that is the focus on flow um i'm really drawn yeah. to that in okay. in not having that that stop and um kind of that that idea of what you're what you're going to do in the next week and 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 holding to that just that if uh, some teams find that harder to do um mm -hmm. and and i think that there's there's, there can be better flow. We can still have different things um, added into it. So flexibility of Kanban um, is that you can can use it just in the, just use the practices and metrics and and um, elements uh, described in Kanban that makes it Kanban. And then you can also use that, it's, it's a lightweight uh, as a strategy, you can use that along with other frameworks. So it pairs with Scrum as well, you can still um, use elements of Scrum. So for instance, my teams that I'm working with right now, mm -hmm. we, uh, the majority of the organization, uh, that, are, of, um, of IT right. runs as Scrum teams. Okay. And so with the Kanban teams that interface with those Scrum teams, we need to be able to set an expectation and kind of, um, be able to speak come together um, the two teams need to come together in a common language okay uh, they, they can kind of set those expectations of when something can be done it's it's not a misconception of kanban is that something's going to take as long as it's going to take and that could be yeah i've heard that before <laughs> an unending amount of time right. that's not true you want to you you want to manage that time so that things aren't aging unnecessarily and that's one of the um one of the metrics is to 
measure towards aging and not let things age unnecessarily. Right. Um, so there's just bringing together that common language um, between the two teams. And the teams who are practicing Scrum can practice um, elements of Kanban um, or, you know, you know, the whole thing right, right. along. So on that note, what strategy, you got like one or two strategies recommend for facilitating Agile teams, especially a Kanban team that may be different from a Scrum team? How do you, just like a, an idea, like one, you don't have to do the whole thing, but just give us one idea of how you might facilitate a Kanban team a little bit different than you would a Scrum team. Okay. Yeah, so in both in both teams, it's important to visualize the work. Okay. Um, and so I don't know that what I'm going to say is so different. I mean, you could do this for a, a scrum team as well. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing that I noticed that teams um, don't often do is as look at those things that it, well limiting with so limiting work in progress. You can do that with scrum teams, and I think it's very useful for scrum teams as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but limiting that work in progress and getting getting towards um, a way of a team ownership to that work that's coming through the process versus versus I have my piece of work and I, I'm gonna just focus. I, um, I totally agree with you. That's like the key of making calm on so fast is you got a team of people working on verse. I'm just going to take my one story and I'm going to progress it through the combine with all the, all the columns and do it that way. You know? So yeah, no, I yeah. totally sync yeah. with that. Yeah. So similar, I mean, we, 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 we talk about it in scrum too, is where you can, where you can minimize those handoffs and, and practice it as a team Yeah. and work, you know, visualize that. So where that, that system, all of the, the, the team members are responsible for work getting completed um, rather than, you know, focusing on their own role and then yeah. moving on to the next thing in. Yeah. So um, what are keys to motivating your, your Agile team? Do you have a favorite way lately to get them motivated? I think so. One of the things I like to try is to challenge them in those areas where they maybe first perceive that they don't have um, influence or control over changing something. Uh -huh. So challenging those things that seem out of their control, to think of it as something like, what could we do differently to kind of pull it or make it into our, you know, have some influence over it or control it. So one example in Kanban is um, maybe you have somebody who's going to need to review or be ready um, to look at something, uh, right. be there a, um, a security team or something mm -hmm. that's going to have to do a step. Uh, you can't, you can't get, you know, it's maybe not often enough to have a security person on the team and you have to, you have to, you know, use um, somebody outside the team for it, but it's making sure that that person's ready. Um, if you're going to pull this item in, is the person going to be ready um, to review it or to get, to do their part when, when it's, when it's done. So for instance, um, I'm working with a team that they get a, it's, it's a support 
team, so the or an operations team, so that they mm -hmm. get a lot of requests um, from other teams within the organization. They don't have a, a product of work that they're working on, but rather they have um, different requests coming in. And uh, they would find a lot of um, things stalling, uh, waiting on review from the requester. Okay. So once they worked on realizing, doing some tracking and realizing how long their part actually took, right. they were able to reach out to, you know, as they're pulling an item in, mm -hmm. they shifted from just pulling the next item in and then letting it sit in that validation column to, um, to having an expectation of how long things took. So they had an idea of how long things took to get through their system, to get through their part of it and when it would be ready for the validation. And now they reach out to that team um, or the team, the people who right. are requesting it, they reach out to those team members um, for other uh, that are on other teams and uh, and say, hey, we're, we're getting ready to, you know, your work is up next and uh, we'll, we'll need you in about five days. Can we go ahead and schedule that meeting? And then they're able to find out, hey, no, this person's going to be on vacation or okay. yeah. going to be in the middle of some big review or no, I'm not the right person, you know, select this person instead. Um, or, hey, can we wait another week? You know, so maybe it's not as important. That way they're able to manage that priority as so, well. So. so is that something that interaction that you just described there about them reaching out like that where they reach out to the person, we're going to be ready in five days, you're going to be available and they may not be. Is that like an interaction that made you happy when you see the teams going out looking for that? Yeah, actually, yes, absolutely. So, um, and it wasn't, that wasn't my, so I didn't suggest to do that. Okay. I did suggest how can you, how can you, you know, I, I, I challenged the team to look at how can they be ready? You know, like how can they, how can they gain some control over that part? Okay. What can they do? So the first things they worked on were getting better acceptance criteria. So mm -hmm. some things that were so a clear um, cut in the end that they could, if they just documented that better, that they could handle all the review within their team and then return it to the person okay. go. Uh, other things needed somebody actually to come in and look. Um, and so as they kind of chipped away at some of the, the other practices, they okay. kind of came around to this. And so when I heard that, yeah, it was, it was, it was yeah, awesome. I always love it when they go out to say, it's okay to reach out to other teams and find out when it makes sense and don't take something out if the other group's not going to do it, you know, and, and that's kind of the thing when I do the safe stuff, getting that dependency planning and who's doing what and what sprint and with the Kanban teams and making sure everyone's in a good spot. So, Yes, so we were talking about happy. So what, anything in the recent history, something you helped teams with that made you most proud? That you could say, if you were on the Slack channel, you said, hey, I have a win. What What would you be your most, even the smallest little win that you just love the fact that, that it happened? Yeah, so there was, um, we were, we were, I was gathering information um from a from a large group of teams, um, individually reaching out to each team mm -hmm. to gather some information, like information like if a team needs, you know, needs to reach out to your team for something, how would they reach you? Um, what information do you need? Do you have a form? Do you have a, you know, do you do you want them to create a ticket? 
Um, if so, what is the link to create that ticket? You know, like, what would it be? And then one of the questions on there was, what is the turnaround time? You know, like, what if, what's the expected um, kind of wait time for your team? And one of the teams came back and said, our SLE is 10 days. And so SLE um, is, a, is one of the um, six minimum elements for the definition of workflow okay. in, in Kanban. Um, so using the actual terms like service level, SLE is service level expectation. Mm -hmm. And you get that from your data, right? Um, learning how long things take to go through okay. the process. Um, and it's not just a number. So it's not always 10 days, but it's a 10 days with like 80%. But they actually used the number from Kanban and actually. Oh, yeah. Now, they, did the other person on the other side understand what they said? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, so no, maybe not. But they they were <laughs> they were reporting it back to me. Okay. And yeah, and they yes, they are um, they are using that for people. And so another team might say, "Hey, our sprint's two weeks long." Well, not everybody's going to know what that means right. either. Yeah, so yeah. you you know, starting to get this vocabulary. Um, that you're sharing and and with that kind of comes that education and yeah. recognition yeah. and expectation you know yeah so. I, I always find that people think that we all talk the same vocabulary understand it because we talk it all day long and they're like oh yeah they they everyone knows what we're talking about I'm like no you know it's like everyone says we're all everyone out in the industry is all being agile I'm like no they're not you yeah. know there's still a long ways to go yeah yeah oh yeah some of the teams came back and they're like I don't even have a good guess you know and then and then i get their team this team back and it said our sle is you know 10 days well, that, that's the um, i think the they part? missed the i think they missed the probability part in there but that was okay i was like oh look well you're proud you're that they actually that. knew what it was for themselves where other teams wouldn't know what it would be right right that's right that. and they're using and they're using their data to to help inform them so well, good um, you know they're having they are they're practicing well that's awesome Learning. Um, speaking of practicing learning, so what kind of continuous learning have you been done? You know, Overachiever is all about learning. Um, what a training book, a book, a training, a class that you have liked or are working on right now? So a book that I've been reading, uh -huh. um, Lead Without Blame by Diana Larson uh -huh. and Trisha Broderick is, um, is the, the book I'm currently reading and um recommend i definitely recommend it i it's been a it's been a few weeks since i since i picked it up um it, but uh, that's the one that i that i've been um I, I, every time i have a few minutes i'm, I'm currently taking a like my my personal work in progress is out of whack right now so i haven't picked it up in a minute um yeah that one's a good one too the facilitation book um yeah. Yeah, I'm just holding up uh, the art of science, the art and science. Get the end. The art and science of facilitation. Uh, how to lead effective collaboration among agile teams by Marsha Acker. She's the one who taught our class, so of course I had to buy her book. Actually, yeah. I think I took the facilitation class from her. I don't know. It was in the coach. We did it twice. To be honest with you. So, yeah. <laughs> and actually, I'm going to take a part of her book. And the next meetup after this one, the one in March, I'm going to talk about getting that um, neutrality stance. And, yes. I, and I find it fun, interesting how it's the very first chapter in our book. How to be, get that neutral stance as a facilitator, which is, 
I think is such a key thing. Yeah, interesting. I went for my yellow belt um, in lean, my Six Sigma yellow belt here recently within my organization because yeah. um, we still have a strong lean um, department as well. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a section in there about facilitation. And they said, what do you, what comes to mind when you think of facilitation? And of course, my background is um, within Agile and and having read Marsha's book also, um, I said, what about neutrality? Um, you know, and I, there's other ones that came to mind right. too, but neutrality is so important because a lot of times we come in, um, a lot of times we're part, you know, the, as a facilitator, as a scrum master facilitator, you're part of the team oftentimes when you're facilitating. Right. So you have, um, it's hard not to have a, a stance, you know, a stance like or a bias or, or skin in the, skin in the game, right? Where, thank you for using the word bias, a bias, you know, an opinion, um, was the, was more accurately the word I was looking for there. Um, it's hard not to have that, but at the same time, you don't want to, um, it's important to remain neutral and not, yeah. not, you know, not sway, not squash you know okay. other ideas and and such in there too so Don't to get you come to our next meetup give us feedback on that one <laughs> yes so it's fine um, well, what was the name of the book lead without blame lead without blame okay so we'll look it up um is there any classes you've been thinking about or any conferences I am, uh, yeah, I'm taking one through Team Catapult, uh, uh, changing behavior and high stakes coming up. So that one, I'm oh, okay. being pretty jazzed about that was, uh, one that I'd signed up for last year and they just, that, uh, it didn't end up happening last year for me. And so this year is, uh, excited, okay. uh, good for you. Go. Yeah. I saw Marsha's postings of our classes as you can offer this year. And I think that was one of the ones on the list. I still get her emails on stuff. So with that, and every Tuesday night I do a jobs program where I put out what jobs are out there and how many are being posted in LinkedIn. And I think the LinkedIn algorithm is all messed up right now. But anyway, any stories about job searching, switching, that you might want to share any lessons learned you had that you might want to hit this something worked out for me or keep an eye out for this from a from a job hunting perspective so for me in my experience you know looking looking at what the really looking at that job you know whatever the job posting is you're going for and having a a good idea of you know like i said how your skills relate to what you're seeing in the posting um, reading up on that organization, you know, what you can come in, the people who come in with, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of background, um, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of research they've done that they've, they're asking about. So for my, just for instance, my, my current organization, when I was, um, looking at, at that, you know, getting ready to apply and everything with it, looked on their website and saw that, um, I knew they were going through an agile transformation. That was the team I was joining was, you know, as part of the beginning mm -hmm. of an agile transformation. And I looked on their website to see kind of what's the history. And I saw that they um, just, um, they had gone through a lean transformation. So I'm like, oh, that, you know, like that's, that's lean and agile are pretty, you know, like there's, there's a lot of Combo similar. Too, right? 
cross. Yeah. Kanban is roots and lean. Um, so I looked and, you know, kind of looked in a little further on that. So I piqued my interest. I dug a little bit more, you know, into it. And so then I was able to, um, kind of drop that in, in the interview as well. So cool. I think that gives, um, some of that interest. So, but that's something that anyone can do. So it doesn't really show your, your his, you know, your, your depth of knowledge or anything like that. So also, you know, just you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. Okay. And you don't want to, you know, like you don't want to have get in and it be a bad fit. So they don't want you to be a bad fit. Yeah. And you don't want to be a, you know, you don't want them to be a bad fit. So uh, make sure that you do have some questions. Uh, that you're. I, I like the idea of looking at yeah. see if there's something. Even if it doesn't say it, but it shows that you did some research on the company, in your field, and and kind of brought that up to their attention. So right. with that. Tell us something that's not in your LinkedIn profile. So with that, let's sum up with like, give me one thing or two things that isn't in your LinkedIn profile. I know you have uh, two dogs four, that aren't in the room. Yeah, three. I'm three now? I have three and they are all in the room. Oh, <laughs> I have one. Yeah, cat. and I don't think gardening, I don't think gardening's on my profile. So I actually take an agile approach to my gardening. Okay, um, we're, we're going to have to save that one. Well, you know, yeah, we'll save that one. We'll have to find out, because I talk about Agile approaches, like I'm coaching those kids' robotics class and how I apply Scrum and Agile to the coaching of the kids. They mm -hmm. don't know what they're being done, but it's they're, it's being done to them. Anyway, oh <laughs> so, so this is a great interview. I appreciate your time. Looking forward to you, you being here on the... Uh, the meetup.com uh, meetup activity we're going to do in February. Almost, it's like a week away from tonight. So February 15th. So it looks good. Yeah. All awesome. right. Thank you, Greg. Well, thank you.